0: Oh, hey kids, today's episode is brought to you by Dr. Seuss. And today we're ready to talk about stuff and things, and uh, mostly about how uh, Chinese people only wear weird hats. And that's the most important thing in America this week, is Dr. Seuss. Uh, Welcome everyone. uh, What the fuck? What? What? Oh, yeah, you guys didn't know Dr. Seuss got canceled this week? It's been a whole thing. No, no,
1: no, no, I knew Uh, that. I knew that. Uh, So, Dr. Seuss didn't get canceled. The estate decided... He canceled himself. Yeah, the estate decided to stop publishing six books.
0: You know, six books you've never really have heard of, probably.
1: Yeah. Um, Ooh, so that was semi-inflammatory right there at the beginning. Uh,
2: Actually, that's a very good segue, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so let me do the legal brief in case you say anything else. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's a good thing this isn't scripted
1: yeah oh uh, yeah because i would have cancel. i would have cancel. i would have canceled cultured cody on that comment right there um okay thank
2: you buffalo trace yeah i know you're not sponsoring <laughs> us but you, sometimes i wonder but you are coursing through my veins
1: <laughs> this week's uh, yeah this week's intro is brought to us by dr seuss and buffalo trace <laughs> both of whom make Cody slightly racist. All right. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed in this show are solely those of the host that do not reflect the official policy or position of the host employers. Any content provided by our host is their opinion is not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, entity, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs> Pow. <Powell. laughs>
3: right. All right.
1: Uh, now that we're covered, say whatever we want. Jeez. Uh, so f- first week of March, guys. It is. It's been a. It's been a great week. Tuesday was Texas Independence Day. Yesterday was the 185th um, anniversary right. of the fall of the Alamo. Right. Um, and
0: then uh, everyone missed out on the the uh, the most positive day on the calendar, March 4th. You yeah. know, the absolute fodder for.
1: Uh, oh yeah, the QAnon. Yeah,
0: they locked down the Senate that day. Oh, I meant like March 4th, like like it's a. Uh, Oh God, motivational speakers. That why couldn't I think of that? Oh. You guys need to get out there and March fourth on March fourth. That's like, really positive. You know? I thought we were but talking yeah, yeah, about how that lockdown was the supposed Senate. to yeah. the ex president was supposed to become the president again, uh, but it didn't happen, I guess.
1: Nope. Yeah. Um That was weird. Oh, though.
2: that must have been that thing that was popping up on Al Jazeera earlier this week. I Yeah, they were doing I like a that that there there was like of a. What was it? It was like a high terrorism alert with the Homeland Security reacting to it, and then so re, down yeah. The side. Are we safe to say didn't, that did Congress
1: is, not meet on Thursday? Uh, I think they adjourned at like nine thirty. I think that was the day that was it. Was it that day or was it Wednesday? One of those days, Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember which one. But Marjorie Taylor Greene um, called for recess and like into business at nine thirty a.m.
3: She's, She's like, all she right, a guys. round of golf she had to go play.
1: She's like, all right, guys, I, uh, I'm slightly hungover. <laughs> I clearly don't want to be here. Who wants to just go home and day drink? It's so nice outside, like, and it was not nice outside.
0: Like, McDonald's
2: stopped serving breakfast at 1030. I need to go now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that uh, argument from um, Big Daddy where oh. he goes <laughs> thinking it's going to be the uh, mcdonald's uh breakfast hour and
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and he missed it he missed it like by screaming a minute at the guy yeah doesn't he like miss he it get by this a guy mu- some pancakes yeah because he's in there and i think that all the signs flip like he's the next person to order or something like that and he steps up and ah. all like the signs flip right <laughs> and it becomes lunch the regular menu and he's like he's like oh, hey man. tell what
0: you want he's like cheerios like cheerios who's getting cheerios mcdonald's like what about, what about pancakes? What want pancakes?
2: Yeah, oh, that's okay. uh, that's like the last great Sandler movie as far as I'm concerned.
0: Um, I have no qualms about liking That's My Boy, even though it's a terrible fucking movie. Oh, okay. I don't no really know that I've ever heard that one. I've seen that
2: one. Uh, seen so, that one. <laughs> well, Adam Sandler continued to make movies after Big Daddy. I could spend the next
0: like 30 minutes explaining the whole plot to that's my boy. I feel like you like.
1: I feel like you could get through in like three sentences. I'm gonna guess that Steve Buscemi and Norm McDonald show up at some point. Steve oh, Norm Macdonald uh, from
2: the Drew Carey Show, right?
1: Yeah, I always think of him as uh, hey, like. Drew. I always hey, think Drew. of him as like he his standup. Is was Norm really Macdonald the Drew Carey Show? Uh, I think so he. I think, I think he you're was talking.
0: About, I think you're thinking of like the curly haired guy. Like Dieter Badrick. No, uh, Norm Uh, Macdonald
1: was like a backup character in one of the shows, I thought.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, he's absolutely fantastic. um, He is the fucking shit in Dirty Work. Dirty Work is so good.
1: Yeah.
2: Guys, book club. What the fuck? How's that going? Do we want want to talk about our weeks first or do book club first? Uh, No, no, no. I'll ask you the personal questions after I hear about the book club.
0: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Because re- I do care about your,
2: your, your weeks and your new... Well, we
0: just spent 20 minutes talking about what we're going to do in the episode.
1: I wasn't paying attention. Oh, <laughs> uh, well... <laughs> That's why I, I literally have an outline that all you have to do is just read from top to bottom and be like, oh, are we done with this section? Okay, here's the next section.
3: A lot of uh, inside baseball outline for the
2: does not include happy hour. Does not include bong hits. Does not include the whiskey. That or goes cow. That's because that's all. Does old, not pre- include the part where I care about you guys. Does no, no, not that the part, the part where you care about where we talk about the
3: book.
1: Yeah, the part where you go, care about. Go is, ahead. Is I'm how, listening. how is how everybody's weak. All everything else happens before that. I should put that in between like Google Meet link and intro. I should say pre-show. Aaron <laughs> oh. freaks. Aaron freaks out for 15 minutes about the the scope and the skeleton of the show and then we record another banger anyways as we completely derail from the outline. <laughs> well, cuz like the outlines in a whole different tab
0: and I'm I'm looking at your faces. I guess I don't need to see my levels cuz they exist. So I'm just going to
1: okay, here we go. Yeah, I have I a split prob- screen. I, I have y'all on half this. the I have y'all on half the screen and the outline on the other with all my tabs. Whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Uh Cody take a stab. <laughs> get us somewhere
0: okay so the book like we are currently reading Stephen pressfield's man at arms and it's about a man and he's got arms two of them two of them yeah uh so i'm not as far as i'd like to be but i really enjoy it so that there is that like i'm still like getting through it's been a weird week but i'm still at the point where I don't know for a fact if he's going to just, like, watch the, this caravan get slaughtered at the top of the hill or not. So oh, really shit, you're,
1: like, 15 pages in.
0: Yes, I'm very, <laughs> very early in. <laughs>
1: okay.
3: I'm That's going
0: fine. to catch uh, up.
2: So, S- Stephen Pressfield. Um, and you
0: can spoil it for me. I don't care. No, Famous I'm going to enjoy it no uh, for what.
2: writing uh, The Legend of Bagger Vance, which was uh, the Will Smith movie that I watched just a few months ago. It, very coincidental. Um, and uh, Stephen Pressfield ended up writing a, a couple other books after that, all in the fictional historical sense. Um, a w- book that really kind of got circulated within the combat arms when I was in the military was a book called Gates of Fire, which is a fictional historic uh, account of the Battle of Thermopylae. And like it, it was a book that I read through a lot when I was in my 20s. Um, but three hundred is more accurate, on. right? Uh, that book right there actually had film rights sold to it. Allegedly, the Leonidas in this world where Stephen Pressfield wrote um, three hundred, uh, the Leonidas was supposed to be like a. I think it was supposed to be Bruce Willis. Uh, Gross. If you, if you, well, I like Bruce Willis, so I'm not,
3: I'm if not bummed out. Gotten,
2: especially
1: like, but not in know, that role. I don't think. If they could have got
0: Bruce Willis in, like, right there on whenever Bruce Willis is doing the whole Nine Yards movies, they could have got him, like, right there before, like, he kind of, like, Nye. that
1: could have been good. I think if they'd gotten. Uh, uh, I think I,
2: I got that one wrong. Le- it wasn't supposed to be nice Leonice is, in this book by Pressfield, Leonice is just a supporting character. He is in the background. And the uh, principal lead mentor, like our man at arms would be a figure like a Bruce Willis. I think that's the way they'd cast a grizzled, him, mm. like
1: a grizzled war vet. So who would been who would have been a good like mid 50s if we had to recast that cuz I still don't like the idea of Bruce Willis in that. I just don't see him in that that's role. That's fine. But um, who would have been like a good mid 50s like chiseled war guru? Um I can I mean Sean Connery I don't think could get away from the accent long enough to do that. At Dan- yeah, that point Daniel Craig
0: already like 70.
2: What do you guys think about George Clooney? Oh, Clooney I like George have, Clooney. Clooney could have done it. Mm. But um the classic would be a Russell Crowe though for our age group cuz Russell, Russell Crowe Crow? came on the you know I oh. mean like remember Gladiator?
1: Pierce Brosnan right. or Daniel Craig? Can we move one of the bonds uh, well, over? Daniel
2: Craig, yes.
1: Can we move Daniel one of the Craig bonds over it. It. there? Yeah. Uh I'm just trying to think of like those who I see, like, the the big just... Man, if they could have... You know what?
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger, you're right. I was thinking...
1: No, I was thinking if they could have CG-aged uh, Brad Pitt and basically, like, redone his character from uh, Troy. Oh, yeah.
0: I think I tried <laughs> to I still haven't Troy finished recently. that movie.
1: That wasn't bad. It's okay. It's
0: better than The Alamo.
1: Yes, both of them.
0: Yeah. Good God. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> Men at man at arms all right so I'd i love it me. so
1: how far are you guys uh i read one day cuz i'm i'm going back and forth i i hit a stall point in uh the troop cody um uh, hmm. that press is that pressler or nick cutter that nick cutter book yeah. uh the troop uh, so i hit a stall point in it where i just kind of like it's right after it's right after the uh the scoutmaster gets infected and they do the surgery on that dude and, yeah. it's, and it's just like really lulling and so I'm unfortunately I hit this part that I just can't break through I know once I break through it it's gonna be great and so it it gets unbelievably
0: just bleak
1: yeah uh yeah. but i'm uh I'm into book three already which isn't saying much uh, I think I'm like sixty pages in and this is a pretty short book too I think it's like like it's less than three hundred pages yeah I think it's like high twos something like that yeah. I'm a little
2: bummed out by that but um The content's fantastic.
1: Yeah, Uh, I mean, it's no thank me for my service. You know, I'm still
0: like wondering. It's no Matt again. I'm I'm young into the book, but like I've read, but I've read the back cover and like how like is he going to like transport the Ark of the Covenant? Like, like what the fuck? Like, what what's he going to do? Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah, I know it's going to be some. It's going to be
1: sort of like. You need like another thirty pages and explain Christian exactly where fan
0: he's going. Fi- fiction-y, Yeah, I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way, but I know like it's supposed to be like a crisis of faith. Like he almost becomes, you know, on the road to Damascus type shit. I
1: mean, maybe he goes to Damascus. It is the road to Damascus. I don't know yet. Yeah.
3: I yeah, I'm like it.
1: I, I it took me a while to get to the part where I'm at because I kept stopping and googling everything that they're talking about. Like they would say, Ooh. "Hey, hey, he's in the tenth, le- or he's a tenth legion," and so I would Google the tenth legion and read about it. Or like, "Hey, the, these are the weapons he was using," so I would Google those weapons and look at them, so I could get like in my mind what he's carrying and what he's. Did you Google what a cudgel out. is? Uh, no, I knew what a cudgel was. What is it? It's like a. It's just basically like a big. Um, baton like like a a big club yeah Oh, okay it's like a short it's like a really short baseball bat if you made if you if you took a billy billy club and then you just kind of fattened it out as it gets to the end like in your fantasy fiction novels uh you see the that's like what the barbarian always carries it's just the like bust it off
0: just like a crude weapon yep
1: okay yep yeah no i'm excited to get
0: into it uh just you know it's i don't know it's like I'm what is it gonna be like Dan Brownie or also like it's gonna be like some Christian conspiracy? I don't know where it's gonna go. I wanna know.
2: So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, after this, I'll I'll recommend a book to you that would so, be pretty comparable to what you're reading now. So next The Da Vinci m-
1: Code. Yeah. <laughs> so next month is mine. Um have either one of y'all read The Killer Angels? Um no. What's that? No. Okay, so I started it back in like ninth grade um, and I never finished it, but basically it is a it's long I'm gonna push the edges of my comfort zone here um it is a historical fiction novel about the Civil war is it about like if the South had won no it's told That's from good. it's told from the viewpoint no it's it's pretty historically accurate and they just take. Um, They're basically like taking letters That people had written home And constructing whole narratives around them Um, And it's all put together It reads almost like a movie From what I remember Where you get a lot of the like This character is doing this stuff As they're setting up in Gettysburg And this person's doing stuff As they're setting up in Leesville And um, that kind of stuff Uh,
3: right,
1: uh, It's I mean it's a read It's like 400 and something pages It's Um, a trilogy it is well, a uh, with
2: what it, with what we're reading now. If it moves pretty quick, maybe what we do is get book number one on deck, just order it up, um, and then w- once all three of us have wrapped up, Man in Arms, we just kick that one off. If it is a little bit earlier then yeah, actually that doesn't work out too bad, especially with a four hundred odd page book right now. Uh, Man in Arms, as far as I remember, is sitting at a. 300 maybe yeah so because i'm it's a short read yeah because
1: i'm i'm pretty um i haven't read this book so like i had already Yeah, i cheated with the first one just because i wanted to reread um uh that polonik book uh, invisible monsters but this one i actually have not finished and it's been 15 20 years probably since i started it so i don't remember anything about it and i've always wanted to go back and read it it was either going to be that or this book that i never finished called the search for major Plog*, which is a like an actual nonfiction about uh the search for this nazi major who freed this jewish families or ju- freed this jewish family and tons of other people from um concentration camps while basically conducting like an insurrection from the inside hmm.
0: future book club sounds pretty lit cool uh, yeah. Do we have club. any corrections? I know you, you texted us a correction yeah. this week, so, uh, uh, so it was where op- did we fuck up?
1: It was Operation Inherent Resolve, not Operation Iraqi Free... No, OIF. What did we say, Aaron? I said OIF instead of... I
2: think. Yeah, I think you uh, said Iraqi Freedom. But I think we tried you, to, like
0: umbrella enduring enduring freedom into it all
2: enduring too? freedom is when it happening. should have been either Iraqi freedom or new dawn enduring freedom is specific to Afghanistan
1: yeah mm. that's what it is uh, that's yeah. what it was that's what it was schooled
2: cool but we were talking about you know bombing Syria which is miles and miles away
0: yes well I mean from Iraq it's only a couple miles
1: they touch just right there on the top left
3: they touch
0: Correct. Okay, <laughs> pop quiz. Syria after so after the end of World War One, which country got Syria as their protectorate?
1: Uh, so protectorate means that they were under protection, or that yeah, Syria so was the you know, protector. following
0: the end of World War One, the old Ottoman Empire essentially gets split up among the still at that time major colony powers. Okay. Ooh. So each uh, England or France, th- yeah. All right, Aaron, good hey, job. Well, Which England, one? England.
2: Yeah, because Algiers is France, and that's the McMahon Pact. Fuck, I say it's got to be Great Britain.
0: Incorrect. It is France. There is a special issue between Syria and and France, oh, and that's because they, yep, they got them. They got them in the draw. Now, you're right about Algiers, but that was an actual colony of theirs, whereas this is like some sort of This is the McMahon protector.
2: Act, which uh, yeah. designated one towards the other, and, and then Great Britain, Great Britain, Britain got, gets basically Iraq they got all Iraq the way through and, Palestine, yeah, Israel, Palestine. and that's where the uh, Jews started conducting their own quiet uh, guerrilla movement towards England before the advent of World War II.
1: See? There you go. Look at this. That was good. Man, y'all talk about. So, it looks East. very confused. Yeah, y'all talk about the Middle East like I talk about baseball. <laughs> I should probably pay attention to more like world. Uh,
2: you'd be you'd be surprised. Your your baseball is rather <laughs> complicated, but uh, you know, socio political history is very simple. You can sum it up over a beer. In fact,
1: so yeah, which typically. which one of those countries has the best on base percentage? That's all I care about, really. <laughs> like in <laughs> hey world- guys. In war, what, what you which drinking? one has the best I'm wins curious. above replacement? <laughs> oh, uh, drinking. I have... I'm finishing up my last Shiner Seasonal, the strawberry. Okay. And I and have uh, I have my... Uh, what uh, The Flanagan's that... Uh, Cody, where was this whiskey out of? Bertram? Uh, Bertram, yep. Yep, this uh, Texas Corn Whiskey out of Bertram. I'm just
0: drinking Buffalo Trace because I took me a while to get over a hangover this morning and then i had to do, do construction so it's been a day nice Ooh. what do you got here yeah so uh, i was uh, watching cloud the fights which much like like fuck i don't even know who the fuck fought last night because we're we end up trying like every whiskey my buddy alex has in his house and then my friend matt showed up and he brought over like yeah this stuff's like bullet but cheaper and it was awful and i woke up and we like why like my head hurt so bad, just mixing five whiskeys. And then he had a keg of just hazy IPA. So it was like, and he kept topping me off because he's also expecting twins. So like, Alexis. you guys get okay it while away? you can.
1: Yeah.
2: So just like, fuck. Get it while you can.
0: Yep. I know. Yeah. So did not feel great this morning, but uh, I found the cure to hangovers is the sound of an oscillating saw for 15 <laughs> minutes <laughs> oh, at a
1: time. Oh, God. <laughs> Ooh. Aaron, what do you got? Okay, just, guys. Just rattle uh, so it out.
2: I'm I'm just having a Cloudburst pale ale. Um mm, uh, Cloudburst, nice. uh, these guys were working for Elysian. Elysian got bought out by Anheuser. Um, and all of the brewers, they were like, fuck that, man. We want to, like, stay independent.
1: I got to have some, I got to have uh, Elysian over in Belgium. Like, in Bruges.
2: It's kind of fucked up, in right? Because it's from Seattle. But because they are, you know... In Bev, they... Which
1: is a Belgian company be, now.
2: <laughs> they can be shipped to, you know, Thailand or England or, or Romania. Be,
1: or Bruges. <laughs> Belgium.
2: Or Bruges, right. Anyway, uh, so a couple of brewers broke off, started their own, like, independent craft beer bar thing, and um, they've been distributing basically to family and friends in the northwest so uh they're winning craft beer awards in denver uh anyway they're killing it uh shot of mezcal i'm i'm ready to get going
3: yeah cool are you ready to uh, get
2: going into how your week is going uh well shit me on you go first you tell me about how your week was going i'm curious this is uh this is one of my favorite parts of the show actually uh, it was a
0: weird week so uh just like I had a lot of work problems so I was dealing actually i had like think about my work which sucks because I don't tend to like doing that uh you know it, it's just fun to like go to battle like why are you making me do something that's not something I should be doing so that's a fun question to ask but uh yeah so I spent the weekend working on the expansion we are damn close to busting the wall open and turning Mm. my old hot tub room into an office and expanded um, bedroom. We got some drywall up. So like, it looks like a fucking room now. So that's pretty cool. And I, I have inhaled a lot of insulation. So I probably took a couple of days off my life today. So looking forward to dying earlier.
1: (laughs) Well, and and your, um, your uh, new uncle again. Oh yeah. HPB is out. Yeah, oh, I, Hunter Patrick bears,
0: he's been released. I actually met him earlier today. Uh, he's a cute little fucker. Uh, I held him. He's a, he's pretty quiet. So I hope my kids are gonna be that
1: quiet. We'll, we'll see. Probably not. I te- I texted uh, I texted your sister on I texted your sister on Thursday because I think they were supposed to induce on Wednesday and they've had to push to Thursday, right? Yeah, apparently so <laughs> they're like, oh, no, 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 the hospital's full. We're
0: gonna induce you tomorrow. It's just sit tight. Fucking COVID, right? <laughs> so- uh, just kinda like pushed her to the next day.
1: Yeah, I I texted I texted your sister on Thursday and I was like, Hey, good luck pooping a baby out today and she goes, LOL, thanks.
0: Yeah, so
3: <laughs>
0: Yeah, so we're all super stoked about that. He's a he, uh, he was ten pounds. Pa- like no no, he's nine pounds and like eight ounces. He had like a fifteen inch circumference head. Yeah, he's so huge. I think she had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but like like she like popped him out in like less than eight hours like they gave her the the Pikachu drug where it makes it easier to push it
1: the in and then within like
0: I, I went for a run and I looked down on my phone to change a song I had 20 text messages I'm like oh fuck I'm missing that so finished my run and yeah little fuckers out cool I'm trying to get HP to uh to stick I don't know just like like oh they're old old HP gotta pick them up
1: Nice. Is that kind of like how, how I'm going to get, uh, uh <laughs> instead of McKenzie, it's going to be uh, Murtaugh to stick? Yeah, you're going to call her Murtaugh.
0: Yeah. Oh, I actually found some, uh, I think I, I found a place where I can like order custom onesies like with Danny Glover's face on it and just like, I'm too old for this shit. So oh, I'm working. Oh, on yes. it. shut the fuck up. That's great. That
1: is wonderful. I'm definitely going to get you some stuff from like uh, t-shirthell.com. They're like... <laughs> The all daddy wanted was a blowjob, onesies.
2: Oh, that or um, proof mommy likes to fuck.
1: Yeah. Or what's the other one? All mommy wanted was a massage, or all mommy wanted was a back rub. Feast your oh, eyes. You know on what? My, feast your eyes on my fuck trophies, <laughs> daddy, daddy, daddy. Uh, was it daddy's? little Oh man. There's another one that's got sperm on it. Just says daddy's little squirt. Um, the daddy drinks because I cry. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, th- those are all items Brittany's definitely going to uh, put the kids in, <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: <laughs> for sure. This has made me very uncomfortable. Uh, J.M., buddy. Yeah. how things going?
0: Uh, I think he's just been getting ready for me to come, that's all.
1: Well, uh, no. fact, <laughs> don't want to hear about you anymore. Oh, well, yeah, definitely, that's weird. Uh, so, today is, we are recording March 7th. Uh it? I, I don't know if y'all would know, but would either one of you hazard a guess what March 7th is to me? Uh, 5 Pre-opening days after day. March 2nd? No. What would you say, Cody?
0: Pre-opening day.
1: No, uh today's my 10-year anniversary, boys. All right. You did it. Today's my today's my halfway point in the halfway military retirement, buddy. I would have thought of that. Today's my today's my ten year anniversary. So April first plus ten years, I'm eligible for retirement. Uh, super excited. Like today was that's really all I was kind of looking for this week was I just gotta get to Sunday and I am halfway. So when I wake when I wake up in the morning, I'm on the backside of my career.
0: Ten more years, you grow a beard and start talking about how basic training's too easy now. (laughs) Yeah.
2: No, no, even better. He joins some sort of veterans nonprofit. Uh, oh, you start is a coffee a company. Strong uh, advocate starts a coffee company.
1: Yep, uh, t- and you got to have an Instagram that sells T-shirts. Yeah, instead of Black Rifle Coffee, Black Rifle Coffee Company, it'll be. I don't know. I got to find a like Dip a, Spit Coffee Company. Well, I was going <laughs> to say I have to find like a play on like Black Lives Matter Coffee Company. Oh, d- <laughs> Black <laughs> Black Hawks Matter. Uh, there are black there, so Blackhawks. There, there are shirts out there that say "Black Helicopters Matter," but it's all the MHs from uh, 160th and the Special Operations groups.
2: Okay, so it's very specific. Yeah, which
0: is funny because like black helicopters used to be like conspiracy theory stuff. Now we're now we're just supposed to celebrate black helicopters. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I guess, guess my
2: actually like anything that is an actual like painted black Hilo.
1: Yeah, helo yeah in all Yeah, All mine are green. So
2: <laughs> yeah, they're. Whatever. Yeah. So that uh, and that then, uh, that fits.
1: Yeah. And then um,
2: is that a national secret?
1: No, it's not. NSA, NSA, <laughs> uh, NSA. And then yeah, the we only, will the we will f-
0: withhold releasing this podcast if <laughs> oh. the government pays us ten grand a piece.
1: <laughs> Jeez, we're shooting kind of low there. <laughs> I
0: just I don't know. I feel like maybe they just do it out of pity.
1: Uh, uh, and then I got to start flying tomorrow. That's about the only thing. Other thing. Yeah.
2: Well, um, so last week. We had a discussion about pork versus beef. You suggested the wine braised beef short rib.
1: Yes. Everybody had
2: fun uh, watching
3: that
1: story, by the way.
2: What? No, I got hammered.
1: Well, I know, but it was really cool. I, I, I liked the story. Yeah, he did really good.
2: Dude. Uh, So, polenta. Cheesy, creamy polenta with that wine braised uh, beef short rib um, boy that was fantastic uh, thanks for recommending it I watched three or four videos kind of got the gist um, Gordon Ramsay cuts a head of garlic in half just dumps it into the uh, into the pan just face down so you know all of the aromatics are basically just hitting the, the fat and oil um uh pepper salt um four heads of garlic, like that, and then as soon as uh the the smell changed basically uh broth, wine, um bring to a boil, Reduce uh, short a ribs summary. back in after the braising, it was a fantastic and very simple meal that required. Very little effort on my part.
1: Yeah, it's like once you get the initial once you once you get the sear and you do the initial like saute of your veggies with your with your sauce, uh, you bring to right. the, you bring to a boil for like two to five minutes and then reduce to a simmer while your oven's heating up and then you throw that bitch in the oven at three fifty for like two to four hours depending on how your oven operates and you just drink and set a timer and wait for it to be done. It's great. Yeah, I love braise. I'm so happy that I found braising because it's one of those where I'm like, okay, it takes 30 minutes of work and then 3 hours of not doing shit.
2: Oh, I I read a book and got stoned and drink beer, drink wine.
0: Yeah,
1: what?
2: then you took like a a road like a
1: little car trip somewhere. Well, that was my fault cuz he said he was out of, he, he was like, "Yeah, I'm out of I'm out of beer and I need something to do." I was like, "Why don't you just go down to the bar and have a few beers while it's" He goes, "Oh shit. Yeah, it's right around the corner and I got to pick up bread anyways. That's fucking perfect." Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, my, well like, uh, root,
2: my roommate drove me. Um she comes out in the kitchen. I'm doing all the videos, I'm doing all the stupid shit and she goes, "Oh, so uh, hey, what's for dinner?" I was like, "Hey, do you mind knocking out the dishes that are in the sink so I can clean up after dinner?" And She goes, I had to make I had to put those four pint glasses in there. I was like, come on, man. You're about to get creamy polenta with a beef short rib. Come on, man. And so I give her a little bit of a hard time. She cleans up all after it. And then, you know, everything's like basically simmering in, in the oven. And we're like, well, you know what JM told me earlier? She's like, uh, what's that? What did JM say? That cute boy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, no. I think the exact words were, who is JM? Was he the hungover guy on my couch?
2: <laughs> yeah, he's hot. That's what she followed up with. Because I was it's like, you. you know, the guy that was like drinking coffee and he said he doesn't drink coffee.
1: I don't drink coffee.
2: I know you don't. I fucking hate it's it. Only when you're really hungover. And there's so, whis-
1: And I put whiskey in that bitch too because I was dying. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, you were. Really good whiskey at that. <laughs> yeah. We go to the bar. Uh, we have a beer and a shot. We come back. I make daiquiris. Um, rock and roll dinner. Daiquiris
0: and ribs. I love that combo. Nice,
1: right? Yeah, that's a hell of an intro, boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, where are we at? Thirty uh, something minutes, but it's okay. Ooh. It's okay because it's quality content, and our users care or our listeners care about us and our personal lives. They're, and this is how we invested in, in us. We're investing into. They're investing into us because we invest into them by making quality content each week that is above reproach and they don't have to fact check us because we're 100% right all the time. And the
0: intros are fucking dope.
1: Yeah, and the intro is <laughs> sometimes okay. The intros exist. <laughs> and sometimes extremely borderline racist.
0: <laughs> I thought maybe you guys had something to say about Dr. Seuss, but apparently we're, we're over cancel culture. <sighs> Speaking of cancel culture, did you guys realize
1: COVID got canceled? I did see that. (laughs) It just stopped. It just stopped. Well, it hasn't stopped yet. It's over. We fucking did it. On Tuesday, it actually stops in Texas. There's no more COVID in Texas on Tuesday. Tuesday at 11.59 p.m., COVID's done. Yeah, there's no more COVID. Uh, I I think Governor Abbott actually went and talked to, like, the guy who runs COVID and said, like, hey, man, it's been a year. We're sick of this shit. And they're
0: yeah, like, OK, okay well, we'll it's like, guys, turn it off. We've had enough. And so, they're, they're, yeah, it's over.
1: They're like, OK, yeah, we're cool. We'll uh, we've got all we need to out of you. So we're just going to list the mask mandate. And that's what. Yeah. So
0: Texas is open 100 percent. So I guess to add some background information here, our state, much like you know, I think every state except for South Dakota and Florida at the time, had a uh, kind of a scaled back businesses and. I guess, yeah, he did end up doing an actual mask mandate. So you had business scale back. Most of them were kind of operating at like in your between 50 to 75% based on different tiers of COVID-ness at the hospital, I suppose you could say. And uh, so now we are saying, all right, all that shit's done. Uh, it's all, I mean, he says they were allowed to open. So he, it's um, classic Greg Abbott passing the buck.
1: So this is, Texas is one of four states um, that took action on lifting a COVID uh, mask mandate. Um, Now, this is just statewide mask mandates. As we all know, and we've discussed several times on this podcast, and we discuss pretty much every week, that um, as you move down the governmental chain, each level of government can do what they feel is correct for their, their citizens, right? So if Austin wanted to... Maintain a mask mandate than they can if Travis That's County. Wa- uh, well, they can't they can't jail people for it.
0: Yeah, there there can be no
1: teeth behind a mask mandate. But Austin can still say we are requiring masks. They just it's not enforceable. Um, I don't know. It's not enforceable so, like in court or legally, right, but so they're I mean, one, of, all, one, on, one of It's it's one of it's one of four states various
0: local, you know, small business to the state. What kind of a reaction have you guys seen?
1: Well, give me a second because it's one of four. It's one of four States. It's uh, so Texas, Mississippi, Alabama, and West Virginia all announced this Mm -hmm. week that they would be um, lifting mask mandates in some form or the other. Uh, Alabama said they're going to extend their mask mandate until April 9th. And after that COVID is done in Alabama, there's no more COVID anymore. Uh, In February, uh, the governor uh, Asa Hutchinson of Arkansas uh, said that their mask mandate will end March thirty first. Uh, do, 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 do Mississippi? Hey man, yeah, what's up?
2: When you say there is no COVID, what are they actually saying? Like, I think it's funny. Oh, but I just, I, I, <laughs> I, I just, I, I need clarification. What, what are the states saying?
1: So, I the only quote I have is from Abbott, um, just because it's such a. It's such a uh, dichotomy of statements um, from somebody who who pissed and moaned about uh, the Biden administration not helping Texas during a a an actual you know another major crisis during the uh, the winter storm, um, and and just saying that we need we need we need when then you have Slick Rick Perry on the backside saying no Texas Texans would
2: pause 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 the titillating. J.M. Jones talking <laughs> about home Governor Abbott <laughs> and the failures. Go ahead.
1: Uh, and Then you have Slick Rick Perry at the same time saying that the Texans would rather freeze for three more days than accept any more government interference. Uh, so you move forward to March 2nd on Texas Independence Day Governor Abbott um, s- makes a statement and part of the statement that he says which drives me up the wall he says today's announcement does not abandon safe practices that Texans have mastered over the past year. Texans have not mastered safe practices over the past year. Instead, it is a reminder to. That each person has a role to play in their own personal safety and the safety of others. With this executive order, we are ensuring that all businesses and family in Texas have the freedom to determine their own destiny. And I think what's important out of that statement is the instead it, uh, instead it is a reminder that each person has a role to play in their own personal safety and the safety of others. Uh, so Governor Abbott's talking about this on the state level, but I think if you look at it on a national level, we have proven that Americans don't care about Americans and that they don't care about their role in their own personal safety and the safety of others, which is, I mean, shit, if you had to create OSHA to tell people not to stack four ladders on top of each other because it's like we can get shit done that way, um, that's that's where we're at with this. I don't have any statements from the other governors. Um, I'm sorry. I do have a statement. Uh, Tate Reeves, the governor of Mississippi, says starting tomorrow, and this is on March 2nd. So March 3rd, they actually, uh, Mississippi uh, released all of their stuff. And it said starting tomorrow, we are lifting all of our county mask mandates and businesses will be be able to operate at full capacity without any state-imposed rules. Our hospitalizations and case numbers have plummeted and the vaccine is being rapidly distributed. It is time. Uh, Yeah. Fucking well, I guess habits. the only
2: thing I have to say about it is um time will tell how those vaccines are getting pushed out because there is- w- were you seeing the feedback on on how the the vaccines were being distributed, and there's like a a very huge discrepancy with like people that need it and the people that really fucking need it, and it's like for some reason it looks like it's only going to. Uh, the rich and the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so Imagine that. It, it seems to be going to the people that don't actually need it, right? Because they have access to health care. Um, you know, it's going to teachers. Fantastic. But it's also going to, like, the president of the uh, school board that really only meets with... I don't know, political leaders, right? Like, teachers make sense to me.
1: Yeah, so um, from Aaron's home website, NPR, uh, which was updated 10 hours ago. Um, So vaccinations by state. Let's just look at the four states that I just talked about that were really, like, key this week, which was Texas, Mississippi, um, Arkansas, and West Virginia. So as of numbers as of ten hours ago, according to NPR, 15.2 uh, percent of the state has received at least one dose, with 8.3 uh, percent of the state receiving both doses. Arkansas, 15.8 for one, 8.8 for two. Mississippi is actually beating us by a little bit at 16.1 percent, but uh, only 8.6 percent of that has received both doses. Now, West Virginia is actually doing better. Uh, West Virginia has is about a fifth of the population, so twenty point three percent have that's, received, uh, yeah, one dose, and twelve point nine percent have um, received both doses. But West Virginia, you know, st- you, the statistics are fun because you can lie with them. Um, so twenty point three percent of one point eight million people, where you have fifteen point two percent of twenty eight million people. Um, so if, uh, man, I can't even do the math on that in my head at the moment. Uh, but it's going to be like 1.8 times what? 1.8 times five is what? Three, eight. It's like 800. Th- uh, it's like 80,000 people in West Virginia versus 30 times 15, 45,000 in Texas, something like that. Or 450,000 in Texas. Or 50, yeah. 450,000. Right. So the numbers are a little skewed there yeah and so you
0: know i know folks who i, I am on the, <laughs> the three waiting lists for it I, we'll see if i ever get it um you know i know people who have been vaccinated and it's it's a crapshoot. it's hard as shit to get an appointment but you know any sort of pre you, you can get it you qualify as 1b so there's two priority groups in texas there's 1a and 1b 1a is first responders one B is 65 or older or 16 and older with a qualifying condition. And those qualifying conditions can be like obesity or their you know heart problems, which heart problems can be like hypertension. So the Yeah, so I know people who have who have already gotten their who have gotten the vaccine because their BMI is over thirty percent. So like yeah I'm obese. So I know folks have gotten it. I know a lot of folks who are like waiting for it, who are like who are sixty-five or older, and just not spending all day refreshing websites to get the vaccine. But I feel like opening everything one hundred percent, no mask mandates, when you still don't have a very well thought-out
1: rollout plat, uh, platform for those vaccines, is kind of putting the cart in front of a horse. Well, I'll play devil's advocate on this one though. So I'm looking at these, and Texas is actually about a 74% utilization on the vaccines, from what they've been issued versus what they've administered. So Texas has been issued nine million two hundred fifty thousand five hundred five vaccines. They've issued out six million eight hundred twenty nine two hundred seventy five thousand. Um, yeah. So they're, they're not it. they're not doing too oh. bad. Now Mississippi's lower. Mississippi's at 69% of um, efficiency for. Uh, administering doses that have been issued versus what they've actually given out. Uh, do, do do What were the other ones I'm looking at? Arkansas is 68%. And then where is West Virginia on this bad boy?
2: Well, those are very rural states so that makes sense to
1: me. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think the problem that we're going to see in Texas is like, how do you get it down to Hondo and get 100% in Hondo or how do you get it over to these these super rural populations um, you know that aren't on the thirty-five corridor for anybody who's not familiar yeah, with if, Texas? If you're in
0: Sweetwater, Texas, when's that vaccine coming to you?
1: Yeah, so for anybody who's not or like familiar spring. with like how Texas is laid out, basically you have the thirty-five corridor, which is Dallas Fort Worth at the top, and then your next big city down is Waco, and then your next big city down is the Austin area, and then your next big city down is the San Antonio area and then you have to go 3 hours east on I10 to get to Houston or you have to go 7 hours, 8 hours west of San Antonio El Paso. to El Paso. But those are like your major metropolitan areas, right? So you have a strip of you have a strip of a highway where all your major cities are located. Um I, Our
0: I apologies I, to Corpus Christi. You guys are on the i-37 corridor and we don't care about you
1: yeah uh, or you got like you got states up in the pan or cities up in the panhandle like lubbock lubbock's got a decent population um but they're just not connected to anything st angelo's got a decent population it's just not connected to anything um it'd kind of be like if uh tacoma was just sitting in like far southeast washington state and there's just nothing fucking near it but it's got a population of 2.5 million people you're going well I don't know what gets to us because we got fucking nothing. Could, I got some mountains over here, and I got uh, like Canada, like eight hours above me, and but that's about it. And Utah's right below me, and there we go.
3: Yep,
2: checks uh, out. Yeah, I got it. Uh, Good comparison.
1: But Cody, yeah, so- get, get on your small business thing because I really like that, and then I want to, especially because with Aaron being up in Washington State we I know Cody and I are seeing a lot of blowback like on a lot of these um, small businesses that him and I support and we're seeing a lot of blowback on these small businesses Facebook messages or pages about what they're going to do with the mask mandate Um, but I kind of want to know with Washington who has never lifted a mask mandate and is still like been hardcore about it um, what if we're seeing any kind of (laughs) <laughs> is there, is there really a difference between what we're doing and what y'all are doing up there? Or is it just people like skirting the rules like, yeah, kind of I thing? I got words on it. But Cody, go ahead. I, you brought it up earlier. So I kind of wanted to.
0: Yeah. So in, in our state, uh, you know, so we follow a bunch of small businesses, you know, either, you know, in the Austin area, or just Texas in general and, so what I'm seeing, um, you know, obviously I have hand selected who I'm following on social media. So I'm not going to see Roy's Guns plus masks for pussies or anything like that. <laughs> but you know, but uh, I follow a whole bunch of breweries. Most of them are Austin based, and I can't really think of any. Com- I can't think of any companies or businesses that are saying like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about mask ever again we're done with that shit. Every small business that I, you know, support has definitely been, Hey, business as usual. We are not masks. We are requiring them. And so there's you know a whole PR campaign of like please respect our employees if they ask you to put your mask back on as we would like you to respect our you know, our rules as an establishment. Are you seeing anything different, JM? Like if you're maybe you're following some other shit where they're like, Nope, max are dumb. Don't bring them in here.
1: Uh, I haven't seen, I haven't seen. Uh, you and I have a lot of crossover in what we, what we uh, what we follow as far as the businesses go. I have seen a few places that um, have said that effectively, like I underst- they understand what the governor's what the what the governor mandated, and while it's not enforceable, yes, we're we're going to require them, um, but they've effectively given into the like. Oh, you have a medical exemption. Well, I don't have a law that <laughs> yeah. backs... I don't have a law that backs me up anymore um, that I can really enforce that, and I can't... Because of HIPAA, I can't ask you, like, oh, do you really have a medical exemption without people pulling out the... Uh, was it the the Equality Act of 1964 that everybody had been parading around for a year? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, that one.
0: That's just so fucking weird. It's like, just wear the mask. Like, why memorize sections of the... <laughs> like ADA act to say like you can't wear a mask because of claustrophobia.
1: I will say one of the favorite things that I've seen. Um, so Larkin I love Larkin uh, I wish I could buy books for them every week. And they've
0: been among the strictest protocol and stuck to them this entire time. Yeah.
1: So it's our local bookstore. And one of my favorite things that I've seen in the comment section is people going, well, I know what book score to, I know what bookstore to skip from now on. And it's, it, the same people that want to open businesses and are screaming about small businesses are going to refuse to shop at a small business because this small business is protecting them. Um, and so you're kind of doing this, this self aware wolves thing where you're like, I don't, why would you, why are you screaming to open businesses? And then these small businesses are taking what they deem to be their business practices, but also the people saying that probably aren't the ones going in there and spending a hundred dollars, $100 Absolutely $100 not. a month like this is just them virtue signaling saying I'm not going to do it um, and I think I would mentioned this in episodes prior like we don't oh it was about the Daniel defense thing Aaron like I don't really care because you don't spend enough money that your business matters to me I don't give a shit and obviously a company like that a business like that who has survived for a year through open close open close open close um, is doing something right anyway so they probably really don't need your business and then I guarantee you when like when the when COVID is over, if it's ever over or however we're going to call it, um, that you're going to see a business like that absolutely flourish with patrons. who are going, yes, I'm now feel super comfortable to go shopping there and you're going to be the only place I shop instead of going to it, Amazon.
0: Yeah, you guys had my best interest at heart the entire time. So here I am. Uh, the weirdest one. Not so wrench brewery. They still require you a mask, but they're they've muddied up their own rules. Like, we ask that you wear a mask when you come drink, you know, when you order a bar order a drink at the bar, or you know, at the taps. But the moment you have the beer in your hand and turn around, you can take the mask off. It's kind of a weird move, but it's like they're sort of like giving in to the no mask crowd, and they're just like giving themselves the weirdest like workaround rule on it. But yeah, for the most part, I'm seeing that. Uh, JM, I think the biggest one, just like the whiplash effect this week, was HEB. Have you been following that at all?
1: Yeah. Uh, so we got to get Aaron back involved in here at some point. But HEB. Of course, of course. Uh, so HEB runs Texas. <laughs> like in the past. Yeah,
0: it's they're the real governor. Uh, and they've been s- Mattress Mac are the fucking actual leaders of the fucking state. Uh
1: so you saw this during you saw this during like Hurricane Rita, you see this during Hurricane Harvey, you saw this during the winter um whatever what do we call it the winter uh, the the winter apocalypse uh
2: winter carnival?
1: No. Oh, snow apocalypse. Yeah, the snow apocalypse. So Come you on, see Come on. I buddy. like I really like Snowvid. Come on, buddy. Oh, Snowvid was really good too. So you see it like during Snowvid. Oh, that's well, yeah. so you yeah, see yeah, it so during it good. you saw it during Snowvid, you saw it during covid itself but like heb is the one that really runs texas and kind of sets the standard for everybody um not waffle house or Whataburger, burger do you know Whataburgers just <laughs> water Whataburger's, Whataburgers are like uh, our,
2: okay you know what we'll leave that one alone waffle house is not involved though
0: yeah i was gonna say no I don't, not I, in texas not i mean really. they're here but it's, it's not the saturation of like if we were in georgia or alabama or florida
2: well i was just trying to get a level of how much weather can we take before we quit?
1: Yeah, no, that's definitely your weather barometer. Because if it's if like Waffle House closes, it's time to get the fuck out, right? <laughs> God, I could
2: kill for some Waffle House right now. Ooh, they have the best hash browns.
1: Um, but at Chocolate Chip uh, Waffles sounds
2: pretty good right now. Mm,
1: they used to do a really good jalapeno cheddar biscuit that I would get all the time. Ooh, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, H-E-B back H yeah, E B backed down and said they weren't going to enforce the mask mandate, or they weren't going to have a local mask mandate, but you have the, really the only businesses that you saw on that kind of level that were, were corporations, uh, Walmart, Target, um, other massive corporations that are spread out across all the states that said they would continue to require uh, masks.
0: Yeah, so H-E-B, yeah,
2: last week they announced- H-E-B like, could yeah. have even played it even safer and said, We'll leave it up to district managers oh God. or
0: have such local
2: chill. managers to make the call
0: based on their uh, department managers within the store, like bakery masks, meat department, no masks.
1: <laughs> but I mean, However, or maybe
2: uh, maybe uh, you're in a community that really needs people to wear masks and you're like. We got this. We're yeah, gonna like, mask it up, dude. Sunset City H-E-E should be like double masks. Yeah. Like they're
1: all fucking old. <laughs> so what do you, now that you're seeing Texas, Mississippi, Arkansas, West Virginia open up, um, and Aaron, you're located in a state which is still under a mask mandate. Um, are, do you see any parallels? Are you seeing anything that's where we're basically every th- business that you go to is just finding loopholes and be like, Oh yeah, no, we have to have a mask mandate, but, uh, this is how we're getting around it. Um, it, it you know because the I guess the question I'm posing is like are some states having a mask mandate because that's what is expected of them but nobody's really following it and are are te- is Texas just leading the way and being like you know what nobody's following it anyway so you know. We're just gonna open it up anyways because nobody gives a shit and we're doing what we want anyways, like the businesses are skirting rules um, um,
2: Cody do you want to take this one I, well no I, I was
1: asking on. I was asking specifically about uh Washington because you have we that- are, we're
2: we're a mixed result buddy um we have folks that are very militant about. How many folks are sitting down at your table?
3: Mm.
2: How we render service? Um, how long you can stay at the bar?
0: So there's a there's time caps. That's interesting. So you could. Well, you I mean, about it's, it's business an hours. I mean,
2: like, why not?
0: Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, we haven't seen that. I know it, Texas is very Texas, and so. <laughs> Uh, I saw most places were very much into the mask mandate. Uh, you know, I'm out here in like red country in Wilson County, like mask mandate. Like, blue. Like, yeah, yeah, you got to walk in and do it. But in Travis County, they are very, very, very much into the rules, as like Aaron's talking about. So, table size is a problem. Like, you know, my, uh, you know, we have a big family. If, you know, we go to dinner with Brittany's dad, and that could be eight people. Well good luck finding any restaurant in Austin between March. And I think like January of this year where you get a table larger than six.
2: Right. Um, and then on top of it, like there are businesses that take the mandate verbatim as it comes from Fauci's mouth. And then they, we have the bars that translate it as it comes out of the governor's mouth. And uh, somewhere in there, you hope to find something that kind of fits whatever you feel comfortable with.
1: No, I think that's my
2: level of comfortability is I wear my mask when I'm talking to people I do not know. Yeah, no, I think that's when I'm ordering a beer. That's really good. My food. Um, they're. Go ahead. Excuse me.
1: No, I'm glad you pointed that out because um, that's one thing I was seeing on businesses in Texas that were saying they were still going to enforce. Uh, masks in their store was it was never we're doing this in opposition of the governor it was always we're doing this in accordance with cdc guidelines that's what i would that was the statement i continued to see over and over in accordance with cdc guidelines or who guidelines uh or recommendations we will continue to require masks within our business
0: yeah, and I didn't make it to the square in time this evening to see if uh the doctors were still being silenced, but I imagine they've got to they got to find new cause out there soon. Yeah, I don't know. That's our week that's a in in Georgetown Texas, we have there's a weekly on Sundays uh mask mandate protest where they play like weird 70s disco and like dance and protest uh mass ma- you know, the face diapers, as they like to put it. And then uh, doctors are always being silenced to this day. I think it's about hydroxychlorine. I have no idea, but every week, same fucking signs.
1: is the other one I see all the time, the uh, the equine uh, antibiotic.
0: Hell yeah! Let's all take horse meds.
1: I mean, we've been taking ketamine for however many years, so yeah, that's fun. (laughs) Uh, I've done ketamine. So at the end of this, like, why is this? I'm going to steal Aaron's line. I'm going to do it. So does this matter at all is Texas are is Texas, Texas is not virtue signaling. Are they just saying that we realize that businesses have been finding a way around it and we're just going to fucking end it now?
0: Well, to paraphrase a very uh, controversial song right now, the eyes of America are upon you all the live long day.
1: That would be the, uh, that would be the, uh, the university of Texas fight song, the eyes of Texas. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so all eyes, you know, like Tupac, all eyes are on me, us, Texas. Uh, We are, you know, we are the second largest economy in the country. We are the second uh, largest state in size and population. So whatever, if it blows up in our faces, you're going to see a huge backlash like across the nation. Like, okay, fucking mass back, mass back. People are dying in droves. I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Uh, you know, Jane rattled off the vaccines. But the most important part is if it fails here, you're going to see a backlash. If it succeeds here and all of a sudden we're able to roll out vaccines even faster and we don't see a spike in hospitalizations, then that will signal to the rest of the country that, you know, fuck it. You know, let, let, let's mask off across the country. You know, you're going to have holdouts, but you're going to see the acceleration of these announcements of 100% openings, mass mandates being gone away if it succeeds here. If it fails, you'll probably see another tightening of rules or at least like holding the line on the current rules. I would say that's why it's important. We are we are going to set the standard.
1: What do you think, James? Well, I mean, it was my question. I like it. I like your answer. Uh, I mean, Aaron, <laughs> Aaron, from an outsider's perspective, like what do you... When when you see Texas doing this, like as a non-Texan, and you're looking at it from a um, from a state who has been adamant about protecting its citizens from COVID uh, the whole time, like what 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 are you thinking when you see something like this, or what are the people around you thinking? You know, like what's your roommate thinking? Probably calling us idiots. I imagine
2: it's not that simple. It's not that easy. Um, You can say that. Uh, Governor Inslee wants to protect Washington State, and and most assuredly, does he want to protect something? I don't necessarily know what his is uh, larger objective is. Um, I think that uh, Governor Inslee is very much uh, the same politician that we know that was attempting to run for the presidency. Like he was a contender for uh, the DNC, right? Look, I don't want to rag on my guy. I, I think he's a fantastic. Well, uh, that's what we do here. Governor, we shit on people. But the 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 thing that I want to point out is that. Um, well, at least he can stand. Washington up State, much like Texas, and your Republic, has been suffering um, under the weight of the coronavirus. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I am still reeling from Cody's joke. <laughs> but yes, absolutely.
2: We are uh people are losing people like we're losing uh family members loved ones um the economy's tanked right so there's a few things we can do either we can do absolutely nothing which is what you're getting ready to roll into
0: yeah we're trying nothing now
2: yes <laughs> yeah or we're doing a half-assed job at attempting something so i don't know if i respect it or if i want to damn it
1: so you Ron Swan do you Ron Swanson it and you say never half ass one thing when you can whole ass or never half ass two things when you can whole ass one thing?
2: Um, I would love to say that except that I think in this situation you need to commit. Okay. And I and I get it, like you're you're making a parallel to Ron Swanson and
1: No, just because I mean like that for even though that's not a real saying, right, but it makes sense to me. Like don't half ass don't half ass two different things. Don't juggle two different things when you just you you pick your you triage the state. You just if this is a medical I mean, this is a pandemic, right? So it's a medical emergency. So, so, I, so triage the state. I
2: guess the only thing I would hope for out of this is that whoever's in control, uh the political leaders that really want to be retainable, if you did what you could, then maybe you go out with grace and you don't try to retain control and you just let the taxpayers move on. Okay. Because they feel like we are taken advantage of in times of crisis. Great. Oh, Patriot Act. Man, those terrorists. Wish we could have got them. And then years later, we're all surprised when we type in bomb, 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 bomb. And Barbara the Ann. FBI Bom has our phone
3: number.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on. So, like,
1: y- you didn't know what the Patriot Act was, bro? I Yeah, so I completely agree. I completely agree with what you're saying. However... Abbott is doing this for pure political reasons. And I'm going to Here's our lightning round. He's a piece of shit, man. Here's our lightning round, you know, somebody can give me the air horn thing where we go bow, 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 bow. <laughs> bew, 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 bew. But here's our lightning round and this is why I say that he's doing it for 100% political reasons. So on March 2nd, Governor Abbott says uh, post post announcement He tweets, I just announced Texas is open 100%, everything. I also ended the statewide mask mandate. This is at 2.24 p.m. 26 hours later, he uh, he tweets, the Biden administration is recklessly releasing hundreds of illegal immigrants who have COVID into Texas communities. The Biden administration must immediately end the callous act that exposes Texans and Americans to COVID. So he says, I'm going to... I'm going to risk Texans who have COVID exposing it to other Texans, but those people who don't look like us and don't talk like us can't give Americans COVID. (laughs) 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 And I think there's, I think there's something sad about that, Um, that you are more concerned, you're virtue signaling to your, to his base that I'm listening to you. We're opening up the state for you. And at the same time, those people down there can't come into the state because then they're going to put you, the hardworking Americans, hardworking Texans who are paying my salary at risk. And if too many of y'all die, I'm going to get elected out of office.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't don't understand. Like, within the same week, you can say – 26 hours, not the same week, 26
1: hours. Yeah. 224 to 440 the next day.
0: Yeah, it's like how you can go from, well, obviously, you know, we're we're beating COVID in Texas to COVID is ravaging the state, but it's coming from Mexico. I mean, I don't understand how you can, in good faith, which that's the the problem. None of this is being said in good faith. I mean, the announcement for 100% open happened on Texas Independence Day. I mean, I'm surprised it wasn't done at the fucking Alamo, but it was at, like, a Mexican restaurant in Lubbock, of all places. It was very strange. <laughs> but, so, I mean, it was... The whole thing's been optics. It's just been about what makes the government look good. Like, he was under a lot of heat from, you know, the the anti-mask votes. I mean, he hit everything he did on Twitter. Like, he'd be like, free snow cones to all every Texan's like, yeah, I'd like a snow cone if I didn't have to wear this mask. Like that was his Twitter feed. Um, So he finally kind of gave into the pressure of the anti mask folks credit to him. I guess I guess he did hold on to it for a while. But he was uh, James. Do you remember when exactly he even rolled out the mask mandate? Because it took a few months. It was not something that occurred last March.
1: I I don't I I couldn't tell you. I know it wasn't until it it was until the summer. It It was a spike
0: in summer. And that's when they rolled it out.
1: Yeah, it was it was around uh, May, May, June was about the time that we got hit with the mask mandates. Um,
0: I just remember uh, me and my buddies went to the very last NBA game of the season last year. There we were in San Antonio, drunk as shit. And the next day, season was canceled.
2: <laughs> Man, I, I felt guilty for a while. I didn't wear a mask until – like, I was down in Portland. So I was dating – of that flight attendant. Anyway, Voldemort. I'm down in Portland, and we go down to the grocery store, and I, like neither of us were wearing a mask. Um, and it's not that we got dirty looks, but like, eventually, I was like, "Hey, honey, I th- I think we got to get masks." Like, so we start wearing them.
0: Yeah, we adopted them pretty fast. Just like as like that was what was recommended. We're like, all right, yeah, we'll we'll get masks, I guess. But like, we never walked around in ninety fives. Like, we've been doing like pretty the pretty cloth masks the entire time, which I don't know how effective those are.
2: Uh, a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of evidence points toward toward it being pretty effective.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, um, Matt. I'm saying like just, the cloth versus the N95s. That's what I meant, like being effective.
2: You know, I just... Anything's better than to nothing. Do because that's what I'm going to do. So, yeah, And so far as I can tell, it's just wearing a mask. Cool. I can do that. Yeah,
0: I, I, I've never had any strong opinions about being anti-masker. For me, it was always like, yeah, all right. So this is the bare minimum thing I can do for the good of my fellow man, and you know, part of that's like, you know, I, I really enjoy the small businesses that I frequent I'm in Georgetown. Wearing a mask for you, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I want to be, uh, like I want to wear my mask you in your store because it your keeps mask? your doors open.
3: Uh,
2: <laughs> Got a
0: mask,
3: up.
2: mask
3: up.
2: Yeah, we're gonna talk it up. A- about it on Jeopardy?
1: Aaron's no, on like, he's in the juice. <laughs> Aaron's been on like a two-week Poly Shore binge, I think.
0: Just today. I'll just. Brittany say. absolutely hates polish Shore <laughs> movies, so I never get to watch them.
1: Um, oh. Well, so I'm. I, I'm glad that we just talked about that because but I I've seen
0: have, Encino Man a thousand times, so I can still quote it.
1: I think there's. This is the point. I think this is the point where we can kind of look into ourselves, um, as. Residents of different states in the United States, so like I'll speak from North Carolina, what I'm experiencing here. Cody in Texas, Aaron in Washington, and uh, you know you've been you've done some traveling down or up to Oregon, down to uh, California, Arizona. You've been out of the state yeah. a little bit. Uh, Cody Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to Tacoma. Cody was in uh, Cody was in Such Nevada a, a while back, um, and Colorado, in Colorado. So. I kind of want to do some, some introspection on this. So, with Texas opening up, I kind of I've been looking at my behavior within a COVID community, and, and kind of replaying some of the stuff that I f- that I have said um, here on this podcast, and about whether or not I'm truly acting out what I've been saying, um, because I feel like I. F- feel like I have been since I've moved out here I've actually been pretty hypocritical about what I'm saying and how I'm acting out in public um, my so I belong to a gym here in North Carolina that is zero percent mask mandate and this is probably one of the yeah probably like one of the worst places that I could be going to daily um, House of Gaines in Georgetown was not much different yeah but you know that that place shut down at the very beginning um, at yeah. least when House of Gaines opened back up, they were mask mandated. And I think they're still mask mandated from what I see on there. It's not enforced. Correct.
0: There is a sign out front. But when I went to go cancel my gym membership two weeks ago, the lady at the front desk was
1: not wearing a fucking mask. Yeah. so like my, It didn't pretend to. So North Carolina is under 100% mask mandate for all public establishments. And they don't even have a sign. Like my gym doesn't even have a sign on it. Um, the, that's a choice then st- the staff, you know, the staff does the, like, oh, I've got, I've got my chin diaper on kind of thing. Um, and so I've been thinking a lot of, especially since this came out and like walking into this week, what our topic was going to be about, how am I acting? And I personally feel that I have not been a good member of my community, um, because, I, I mean I still go out, i I still go out to eat I still go out to eat you know am i <laughs> I'm sitting down at restaurants and i'm acting like I'm acting like I'm protecting the community because I wore my mask from the front door to the bar and then sat down at the bar and ate and talked and conversed with people and i'm handing you know I'm holding glasses and stuff like that um and it's kind of made me think about what right do I have to say that Governor Abbott is an absolute moron when I'm doing exactly what (laughs) he is opening the state up for. Um, I'm not trying to say that the three of us are pieces of shit for how we live our life. I'm saying that I know that as I'm looking at this more and more that I, I find I am i am finding less ground for me to stand on to be critical of what i'm speaking out against because i'm acting in the manner of what i'm speaking out against
0: yeah i'm with you essentially yeah i wear my mask where i gotta go to i gotta go but yeah it's i'm wearing it as i open the door to go in and then that mask comes off once i'm sat down um yeah, but I've I've definitely never, I've never virtue signaled on the internets about how awesome I'm at at COVID. Like, I've been doing restaurants, hell, we were doing restaurants back when they first, like, before they first shut them down. Like, we didn't really stop. We just wore masks. So, we I mean, we are not the folks who are saying, like, oh, my God, all they want to do is just be outside. Like, nah, bitch, we were outside
2: the whole time. <laughs> the, the whole I'll time. tell you, I, I, you know what? With both of y'all, I think that um, wearing the mask, I think you are absolutely doing the right thing. I think what changes, I think both of you will agree, are your social circles. Are you That's having a conversation? True. Like where I'm like, hey, um, if you're immunocompromised, I need you. To, like I need you to let me know. It's like it's kind of. <laughs> In a lot of ways, I kind of wish I would have had this sort of instruction when I became sexually active when I was a, you know, when I was a kid, you know, like this is 10 years ago, right? Where you'd be like, look, um, I'm going to put a condom on, but also like, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? I think it's forcing people to have some conversations and I, I like that. I don't think it happens enough. And I think that people get bent out of shape because they don't want to talk about it because there's a level of embarrassment. And that's fine. I, I get that. Yeah, but that, that's. I think that's you really bring a up a great point where it's like, hey, you know, um, I'm worried about the Americans sitting to my left and my right just as much as the next person. So I wear my mask. But guess what I'm also doing? I'm wearing my mask. I'm technically following the law. And I still want to go to a bar and have a beer. Eat yeah. A burger, have a steak.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of look at it from like, am I actually protecting? Because the people that have gotten hit the hardest throughout this whole thing are, are besides our healthcare workers. So healthcare workers, first responders, by far are number one. Like that's yeah, that is that that is the immediate repercussions, that. right? But the the people that get hardest hit hardest immediately following that are the service industry. The people that live mm-hmm. on yeah. two fifteen an hour. And tips. And. Their, their livelihood has suffered. Um, and then they, I don't, did y'all see the video this week? I think it was this week of a girl. So this, this girl at a, um, I think it was a coffee shop or something like that quits on the spot because this lady just refused to wear a mask coming in and she goes and and she makes a valid point. She's, um, it's not a valid point. God damn it. I, I mean, I do it. So fuck it. She makes the point. She goes, look, I'm literally wearing it from here to the table. Then I'm going to take it off anyways. What the fuck is the difference? Um, and she goes, I got it. I understand. Just put it on to go from here to there. That way we don't get fined. We don't get in trouble. And you can, still have yeah. your, you can still have your meal. And this goes on and on and on. And this waitress just quits on the spot. Well, the boyfriend that is with the female who refuses to put on the mask is so embarrassed and he's trying to tell her, like, just just do it. Just do it. And you can see him. He just doesn't know what to do. Waitress quits, walks out, and the this lady finally goes, well, I guess I'll put on a mask now. And the boyfriend is like, no, fuck it. We're leaving. Like, you just ruined somebody's livelihood yeah. because you were too proud to do this and this. And the service industry has been hit so hard. Um you know, Aaron, were you still bartending when all this happened, when it all came down, or had you already moved on to your full-time job? No,
2: I, I, I'd already lost my job, but um, having worked in the service industry here in Pierce County for as many uh, years as I have, it's a very short amount compared to the people that I'm friends with, right? They're the true professionals, but uh, they're, they're the ones that have had to grapple with um, the gravity of what you're talking about. Um,
0: yeah, I feel for every. It inter- well, just happened
2: uh, just a few months ago. It happened three or four months ago. And God, I wish I would have told you guys about this, but it was like, I go down to my local beer bar. It's less than a quarter, or less than a half mile away. Uh, is, this City, that, is this the one? Is this
1: the one that we? House? Yeah, is this the one that we took the. Uh, no, no, no. That was the other one that we ended up taking the SUV back from like three quarters a mile. Uh,
2: Edison City Ale House. This is like our uh, tap room bottle shop. So it's beer and wine. Uh, uh, Cody, really this is, we're going to
1: go to a version of that on Friday night when I pick you up. Hell yeah. Um, Edison City.
2: We're having, uh, yeah, sorry, got sidetracked. Uh, we We had beers. We were drinking. It was actually like, it's like a Tuesday where it's like, uh, you know, um, we're going to have like a little beer club meeting, crack a couple bottles. It's going to be real chill. We're closing it out. Guy walks in and he goes, hey, woman, go get me a beer. He's talking to his girlfriend. So she comes what? up and she's got this <laughs> mask up to her face and it's kind of like barely covering her mouth. She's like, can i have two beers well you know yeah we can get those just so you know you gotta wear your mask
3: oh okay okay
2: so she like pretends to put her mask on and then she somehow fumbles over to her table with the two beers and this guy that was like hey woman go get me my beer
0: and he was serious it wasn't like a joke
2: yeah i don't know man uh <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm asking he's like jesus christ look i although i can see JM doing like, that <laughs> i think jokingly though i don't know i don't care he he was he was trying to start up a fight because the next thing that he did is you like walked up to the bar without his mask um me and my homie were closing out our tabs we've done our bottle share we've talked about beer long enough um and the patron the (laughs) chauvinistic piece of shit guy um started uh bullying the bartender um and was trying to intimidate her into just letting him do what he wanted so it we we ended up throwing the guy out of the bar like physically throwing him out this is you fucking Trump Trumpers or no, no, is you fucking maskers, you fucking maskers. And it was just the most bizarre experience where it's just like like a
0: hard R that maskers. I don't like that.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, dude, it was it was it was it was pretty rough. Um, like we're lucky it, it, it didn't turn into like a physical fight. Like we physically moved him outside of the bar and shoved him out. But it's like. Did this guy? You know, he done. Did this guy have a faded
1: haircut, by any chance?
2: Uh, hey man, <laughs> I...
1: was his? Did his truck slash forerunner have out of state plates, with may, maybe like a Mullin Labe sticker on the back?
0: Would you say he's a three percenter?
2: <laughs> Matt Best has the biggest <laughs> cock.
0: Just a just a, a media American cock,
2: Black Rifle Coffee Company. Yeah,
0: Black Black Cock Rifle Company. We're
1: giving them free love here. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Hey, thanks. Thanks.
2: Thanks for breaking that up. <laughs> anyway, not not that big of a deal. Everybody's dealt with it. Yeah, just a bunch I of just assholes, it was something. You know?
1: It was something that occurred to me that I mean, it occurred to me this afternoon while I'm sitting there eating my lunch that I am not being a steward of what I'm professing. Um, and it's one of those that I have to, God, I wish more people, I wish more people in a position of power would actually look at what they're saying versus what they're doing. Um, looking at you Cabo, Steve, and it just, it clicked that if I'm going to use you know, we've been lucky enough to have this platform and this friendship that we can talk about this stuff. And there's people, unfortunately, who actually sit there and listen to us talk. And maybe some of them, some of them go, Oh shit, this guy has a point. And then if they see me out there doing it, I have to be able to live with what I'm saying. Um, and I feel like I have not been living up 100% to what I'm saying as we as we shit on all these people who have... Wronged us. No, all all these people who have just gone against the science and I'm still going out and... Am I putting people's lives in danger i don't i mean I get tested pretty regularly, and i'm not i'm a once a monther yeah, and I'm not positive um and none of the tests I have taken show that I have the antib- uh, the antibody, so I don't think I've ever had it um but i am i st- you know that test is only valid <laughs> that test is only valid <laughs> from the moment that I took it right because if you take the test and it takes seventy two hours to get the test back then the results only showing whatever happened 72 hours ago um i don't know that's where i'm at
2: so knowing that what would you do what would you do differently so so roundtable discussion
1: yeah so knowing that um i'm looking at so because of where i live um I'm following, I'm following a lot of numbers. Um, and our numbers in my area are trending downward and they have been for about three months now. Um, ever since the post Christmas break holidays, yeah, the post holidays, like numbers in North Carolina in the Raleigh metropolitan area, plus the Fayetteville area and the 50 miles or 60 miles in between are trending downward. Um,
0: so you would say that your life in North Carolina has actually improved since Madison Cawthorn became your representative, <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's not out there punching trees for you to live. He's
1: not the representative out here. he's in uh western North Carolina. he's over like by Asheville and shit like that. um lucky guy <laughs> so i like I pay attention to the numbers, and it's I feel. I feel like I'm obeying the, you know, the spirit of the law, as the uh, Supreme Court would call it. It is within the spirit of the law. It may not be within the letter of the law, which is how you get amendments and all that stuff. Appeals get passed and revisions. And, um, am I going? For me, I probably. And I, I'll start doing it tomorrow, but like, I need to wear my mask in the gym. That's exactly what it comes down to, is when I'm in a high-density area like that, I need to be wearing a mask in the gym. It's that simple. Um,
2: uh, for me, it's just um, for every, everything that I do, um, if it's with anybody outside of my circle, it's a conversation. Hey, what are you comfortable with? Let me know, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's good. No mask? No problem. Mask. Okay, cool. I can do that.
1: Well, it's even like I'm. Yeah, no, it's even like when I went out to visit my dad and his wife and he's saying, he's like, we don't wear a mask. I was like, that's fine. I'm still going to do it. And he refuses to shop at places that that make you wear a mask. So we would only go into places that wore a mask. Well, so like shitty places, I guess. No, no. That whole city is that whole. That's not exactly true. that whole city is just (laughs) refuses to follow the governor's mandates. And that's fine. Do whatever you want. Right. But, like, I still wore my mask. And never at any point did he say, look, you're embarrassing me. Take your mask off because people are looking at you. I'm still going to wear it.
2: I'm glad you brought that up because uh, a few weeks ago, i decided say I wanted to go to my favorite dive bar here in Pierce County. Um, we drove out there to watch football. Still during the playoffs, mind you. Um walking with masks on. Nobody's got their masks on. Uh, We walk in the bar, order our beers. Nobody's got their mask on inside the bar, which is Washington state. Walked out back outside. And, um, one of the regulars, I recognize them, um, pulled up a propane stove, lit it up. goes, Hey man, enjoy your stay. And all we did was wear our masks. We, like, hey, we're not going to wear ours. You want to wear yours? Cool. We're still going to hook you up with a, you know, a nice warm fire. Drink your beer.
1: Yeah, so you don't see the mask shaming. Nope. Either way. I think th- I think you're about to, s- Cody, I think you're about to see some, like, hardcore mask shaming when you go out.
0: Oh, I think going into Mesquite Creek is going to be interesting. Like, there's going to, like, you know, especially, like, as a night gets longer or, you know, be, you know beers get deeper, you're going to have, like, why are you even wearing
1: that thing still? Like, there's going to be a lot of that. So, are we prepared to have the discussion about, is this the new normal now? What exactly is the new normal? Like, like opening in spite of a no, pandemic? no, the, the masks Because what are we up to? We're up to, like, four different strains now, right?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, so... I know people who who really have not gone out this entire time.
2: Oh, right. Like it's weird, but I know people
0: (laughs) who haven't, you know, I know people like that. Yeah. I I mean, I do too. They live and and they're waiting for like for COVID to be over. And in my mind, like it's never going to be over per se. Like, you know, folks are going to get vaccinated, but you know, they, they, they find like a new strain from the UK or Brazil each week. It seems like there's, it mutates, and that's just how it is. I I don't know what, I uh, I don't know if COVID ever really goes away. Uh, it's just gonna be something that we have to like pivot to, like the flu. Like, up oh, this year, we need to make sure we get the most updated COVID vaccine. Okay, yeah. So, so that's, yeah, that's. I think the the new normal is going to be. Uh, I think what they've been doing in Asia, as far as masks, is about to be a lot more normalized here. But yes. Uh, but that said. How many, you know, maybe I'm just speaking of myself, but how many times have you walked by, you know, or seen, you know, in like an Asian family or a couple walking and this is pre-COVID time. So normal times before COVID, they're wearing like, you know, masks. So like, uh, like in 95 masks, just walking around your neighbor, like, what the fuck? My air is good. I don't have
1: dirty air. What, did you forget about the year that I lived in Korea and the year that oh, Aaron right. lived okay. in Korea? Yeah, Because, I mean, that is the standard. And when you look at... But it's
0: jarring at first because you don't think in America it's required. But I think... I do think you're going to see a lot more normalization of just people comfortable wearing masks. I mean... Have you seen the flu numbers for this year? Right, uh, I have not seen this flu year's depth. flu
1: numbers, but I know they are way down. Like it's almost negligible yeah. down.
0: I'm not going to bother giving you exact numbers, but I know like flu deaths went from you know this crazy number to bare thousands, like mere thousands, because masks and isolating, so people just aren't catching it. Yeah. So, I think the I think just the acceptance of wearing masks when you're sick, at least it's about to become a normal thing in America.
1: Yeah. um, It's, it's incredible. So uh, that's cool.
0: That's, I I don't actually mind it.
1: So yeah, cumulative data, data, data since September 27th, 2020, which is week 40 of the, the calendar year, but up to date right now through February 27th, they're out of a population tested. There's only been 0.2% of the population that has tested positive for the flu. That's insane. Yeah, um, and this is over now. Three hundred thirty-six thousand people tested between September twenty-seventh and February twenty-seventh. But I, you know, at what point do? At what point do we treat COVID like the flu, and then have everybody who is anti-mask the entire time saying, "Well"? you know the flu is deadlier it kills more people and then we point back to these numbers and go but we're actually doing a very good job of controlling common diseases now um and this is all going back to the new normal conversation that it's i don't see us after after 2021 i don't
0: see a world where we lock down or close businesses again for covid at least okay but I do see masks becoming like if you're sick wearing a mask, like I think you're going to see a lot of that.
2: Well, I think that remains to be seen because we still have to contend with a few industries that really need to do a little bit of revitalization. And I'm um, talking about the meatpacking industry. Um, oh yeah. Um, you know, what was really cool about the meat industry is for all of us that are criminals and eat tortured animals Mm, me included um 20 years ago what we have access to um was significantly more uh expensive and so uh, the meat packing industry has been able to expand upon a consumer-driven market which favors a steak over say a egg plant
3: or okay. vegetable,
2: like, otherwise the beyond um, meat category. The point I'm trying to make is that it's 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 very harmful towards the environment, but it's also harmful towards the animal uh, to just kind of live inside of the beef, poultry, and what's a fucking pig?
1: Uh, swine. Uh, no uh, swine. Uh, uh, Porcine. Yeah. Mm.
2: Industry, right? Because when you start to condense all of this, it's inherently a uh, health risk, especially with the animals that are stressed out that have lower defenses to protect themselves from diseases. You know, that's a so good point
1: because we didn't really see, did we? I don't think we saw like a E. coli outbreak this year, did we? No, no, I don't think so
2: but the numbers kind of point towards it it's like everything is driven from a market of generating revenue but those industries do not one take care of the worker nor do they really care for the product it is a profit driven industry
3: yeah
1: well I will tell you that in uh, the fiscal the the flu season, so they start the flu season on week 40 of the calendar year is what they call the flu season. So it's week 40 to week 39. Um, that's your 52-week flu season is how they're counting it. Um, and across the United States, this is from the CDC website, so I- if you don't believe in COVID, then you probably don't believe in the CDC website. But... Um, Across the nation, their scales run from very high, high, moderate, low to minimal. And there's three shades of minimal. The entire state or the entire United States is at the lowest shade of minimal for influenza this year because of safe practices that we've instituted. The only state that doesn't have data is, D- is D.C. And it's saying insufficient data. Uh, But this includes the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico and the North Mariana Islands. Um, Our our colonies. colonies. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But the flu numbers are incredibly down. Um, And I think it goes back to what Cody was saying. You know, Aaron and I saw it in Korea that the general populace, they wore masks because the air quality is just garbage over there because you get the... Aaron, what was it called where uh, we get the yellow air... Or the yellow, the yellow dust. Yeah, that That sounds, yeah, that's,
2: uh, that comes in from the Mongolian desert.
1: Yeah. Cody, it's something to see, like, when you walk outside. Do you remember when the, uh, you remember when, when, uh, when uh, when oak tree tree pollen starts exploding? No, you remember this summer where it looked like the sky was on fire because we're getting all that dust over from the Sahara? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that was what, like, there is a air quality index over in Korea and we get all we get this weird westward wind or northwestern uh, so winds are named from which they came so this nor- northwestern wind that would blow over from China down to uh, Korea and the air would just turn like this yellow orange brown so not only That's is it carrying crazy. all of the
2: dust and sand from Mongolia but it's also carrying the industrial like,
1: pollutants
0: yeah, everything
1: uh,
3: fart. That's
0: a <laughs> the good industrial
1: term. fart. I love it. Uh, all the industrial fart air. How do we? How do we get back to? How do we get all this back to? These four states opening up. Um, what are our final positions on this? Or do we have final positions? Um, but how do? How do we draw this back to four states? I've got a final on position on
2: it. I unfortunately for these states I think that um, political clout is based off of um, being able to to make a dollar I think that uh, these folks have been forced into a position where they have to make a decision Um, and the fallout is going to be that uh, power is either won or lost even though that the unfortunate promise of a free and equal society seems to be tampered with when we start to not consider the lives of those that are immunocompromised nor enforce very sober practices. On controlling the outbreak of the virus
0: yeah i mean you're adding politics to saving lives and that hopefully hopefully that covers
2: it like i that one took me a little while to spit out
1: well it's Uh, final thoughts we Uh, it's it's the lightning round or whatever you want to call it. it it should
0: yeah yeah for me uh my wife's pregnant so i definitely foresee wearing masks out. Uh, I don't really see that changing in our lives up until probably we get vaccines. I think vaccines makes me feel more comfortable about going maskless. I've made it this far without COVID. I'm not going to listen to a governor that won't stand up for me. So I'll continue wearing a mask until he can stand up for me and
1: get me a vaccine. I can't tell if that's a double entendre or not. It absolutely is.
0: <laughs> so Aaron, do you get the joke can, there? He can continue to roll with it and just cave in to everyone's demands that we get rid of the mandate. But, um, me, I'm a tree, that doesn't fall.
3: Oh, God damn it.
1: <laughs> uh, I, uh, I am, I'm torn on it. Um, uh, I don't believe that Governor Abbott is doing this from a place of science. I believe, like Aaron said, that he's doing this from a political standpoint to reinforce his base, um, and look at future elections. Um. I. Oh, well he has to right because, like I said, you y- you have two contradictory tweets within twenty six hours of each other. Um. I am proud of independent businesses that are once again standing up for um, small business rights. Um, you know, I, I had no problem with the baker who refused to bake a cake for a um, other than heterosexual wedding because that's the right of the small business. And as much as it sucks, and as much as it is discriminatory, um, I look at this the same way. That we are, you can't be, you can't be a small business who says we require masks and a small business who's upset that this guy won't bake a cake, right? So I'm proud of businesses who stand up to protect their employees and to protect their patrons. Um, I think it's very asinine to say that um. Texans have mastered safe practices over the past year because I don't think we have. I think it's very ignorant and very, um, it's not even ignorant. I think it's very pandering to say that it's a reminder that each person has a role to play in their own personal safety and the safety of others, which is a direct quote. Um, Texans
0: don't give a shit about other people's safety. Yep.
1: I, I think Tex. I think Texas as a state has proved for about 185 years that we don't care what anybody else is doing. That we're going to do what we want to do, um, and there is some part of that Republic of Texas pride in this movement, which is why I think he chose to announce it on the God, 180. I just f-
2: wish they cared about something that was really fucking cool, man.
1: Yeah, I and I think that I'm was sorry, guys. No, no, I think that's why that he chose to annou- like announce like on Sundays. I think that's why he chose to announce this on Independence Day. Um, which, I mean, for y- you look across the board left and right throughout Texas, um, native Texans left and right really revere Texas Independence Day for what it means to Texas. And I think that's why he did it then was a we are bucking the federal government kind of thing.
2: You know, I had a, a moment with like, like that with, um, Governor Inslee out here in Washington.
1: About, to continue, you can't just start the phrase and say it and oh, oh. Um,
2: Governor Inslee has the gubernatorial race um, over the fall. The day before the voting polls become open, he opens up the state for some sort of limited mask situation and he was you know the guy he was contending with the guy he was contending with was not going to win because rather than be a, a voice of reason and slight ideal you know ideological perspective which could do well here because we're not crazy out here fairly moderate we've got our well, we've got our stuff, right? In, in so the state, Ferrari, the state. GM's give me a weird. No, the state weird...
1: overall, I could say it was moderate. Uh, but they, you know, we look at we Portland. Just think I'm, I'm sorry, Seattle, we look at Seattle. Yeah, image. we look at Seattle the way that everybody else looks at Austin.
2: Right. At any rate, um, the point I'll make is that. there's a missed opportunity here we we could have done things differently we're trying to do things differently and now we're using this debate as a way of effectively throwing shade um, governor Inslee he he certainly capitalized off this motion in the same way that governor Abbott has to appeal to his base. So I'm just I'm not okay with it period. It it's it still seems disingenuous and it seems um covert. It seems like a, a covert way of controlling a a constituency.
0: I mean, it's a bold strategy. We'll see how it plays out. Cotton. Cotton.
1: <laughs> Got to get a dodgeball reference in there. Fuck you, Chuck Norris. Um <laughs> I have a noisemaker now. Oh. Uh, uh boys, I I really appreciated the uh the conversation on this one. I think it's it, we've gone away from COVID cuz what really started this podcast was <laughs> Cody, do you remember in pretty little loggers uh, season two when we started and we started mentioning COVID and we made our like grand predictions and we thought this shit would be over by like August and then yeah. <laughs> and then like four or five weeks into um, season two, pretty little loggers, Cody and I are like, well, we're still in a pandemic and like, we're still here. And, what an absolute shit show! So happy one you year anniversary to COVID. The yeah, happy one year anniversary to COVID. Um, good job, Florida. Thank you. Thank you for uh, making sure it spreads to the rest of the United States. By uh, <laughs> and South Dakota. <laughs> uh, and Governor Cuomo for killing all those old people during a uh, COVID thing. You know, maybe
0: you did them a favor.
1: Oh fuck you. <laughs>
2: Well, Cuomo did no favors to himself by also being a uh,
1: sexual toxic solver?
2: leader by being a sexual harasser.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's
2: a fucking yeah. creep. Hey, Cuomo, thanks, pal. You think like Fuck him and Anthony
0: Weiner just like go to bars?
1: Oh, I, well, maybe. Do you think Anthony Weiner sends pictures of his Weiner to Cuomo that he uses to sexually harass interns?
0: God, I really I hope so. Hope so.
1: Is this like, I mean, what was the, If what was the, catch- Anthony Wiener can't
0: help himself but to take pictures of his dick. So he might as well help other people out. Like, oh dude, just use my dick. So what was uh, the nah, what's not plausible being. deniability? <laughs> Whoa, uh, I did not send a picture harsh. of my dick to so that Turn That was Anthony Wiener's dick. <laughs> so totally different.
1: What well, Anthony Wiener's di- this dick. This is like, this is like 10 degrees but, of Kevin Bacon, but it's like 10 degrees but. to Kevin Wiener or to, to Anthony Wiener's dick. Do we know, can we play 10 degrees of Anthony Weiner's dick? Do we know somebody within 10 people who has seen Anthony Weiner's dick?
0: I have a friend who is a gay Republican operative, and I bet he's seen his dick.
1: All right, boys. So this is how a transition is done, just because y'all segues generally suck. So, I'm really good. No, your segues are terrible, 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 terrible. But we just had a phenomenal conversation, and I appreciate all y'all's input. Um, It's, uh, for me, I've really looked, it's been an introspective for me about how I'm spending my time out in the economy, in the community, and how I'm affecting people. But let's move from four states who have given up on their population to a country who um, effectively eradicated COVID within about first four months. Um, So New Zealand and uh, and Australia had such strict COVID protocols that within like the first four months, I think by August they'd open up sporting venues completely. I remember seeing a post in New Zealand where they were full capacity for a rugby game and they have yeah, they have concerts um, within, uh, I remember them see, uh, seeing New Zealand being locked back down uh, extremely quickly after we're talking like five positive COVID tests, they'd locked down an entire state. Um, so COVID to COVID and I knew it was And Aaron put in here in the notes. It says AC afterwards, but I, i made a little note that nobody actually needed to see that Aaron put this good news story up because it says www.npr.org. So we all knew it was Aaron's immediately. Um, yeah, because NPR
0: is okay. not where you go to find fat animals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Aaron has a phenomenal good news story one of two actually this week we're going to double hit you with this week because we bored the shit out of you talking again about texas um so we, we're double talking about this aaron why don't you lead us off into this week's good news story part one about new zealand
2: uh every uh every year carol Clapp leaves her family in uh new hampshire and she travels to new zealand So this time last year, um, she's in New Zealand enjoying herself in retired life when COVID-19 hits. All the restrictions get slapped down, and guess what happens?
1: She's been stuck there for a year.
2: Oh, she's been stuck there for a year. And guess what? She's 73 years old. Where the fuck's the Navy uh, SEALs rescuing her hostage? I don't know what you're talking about, but she (laughs) stayed in... (laughs) She stayed in New Zealand, um, due to COVID restrictions. She got a uh, an extension on her visa, passport, and she got a boyfriend.
1: Oh, she doesn't just leave her family. She goes over there for six months at a time. That's right. Now and she got now stuck Alice... there,
2: like, and like she's a widower. Um, widow.
0: No, she's a. W- oh yeah, she is a widow. Widower is the man. My grandpa is a widower. Not that he killed my grandmother. <laughs> that's the thing. Widower sounds like you did it. It's kind of fucked up, right?
1: <laughs> I can't wait. Well, for that's that. why we got corrections. I can't so, wait for that book on his deathbed. But all right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was so excited to hear this story, man. Um, it's super cute. You know, like, God. Last year was such a bad year for me. Bah, 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 bah. And then you're like, yo, um, my grandma. old Carol getting them cheeks clap. <laughs> <laughs> once a year goes to New Zealand, gets saucy in a bar, makes a boyfriend. And it's yeah. awesome. Al's her so new she's man the, and he takes hey, good care of her. She's the one that's enjoying her COVID relationship. How many of you? How many of y'all got friends that broke up? Uh, you? Yeah, just you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, buddy.
0: <laughs> we, we, we just <laughs> broke Aaron. <laughs> Not the good way.
3: <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, I don't.
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to expect. Oh my God, I can't. I, I don't speak. know anyone
0: not married. Except I know like one person who's not married right now. Like,
1: well, you know too, because right. they're on the podcast hold on. with. Hold on, us, hold on,
0: but, <laughs> and you.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, Aaron, you set yourself up for that one.
3: Oh, God. Yep.
1: But, no, this is.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just think about her like grandkids, like. I don't know. Grandma's just an Auckland getting dicked down.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, dude! I hope she's gone to the. I hope she's gone to all the places that they filmed Lord of the Rings at and like took pictures.
2: Oh yeah, like
1: I think they have While like, a While dicking somebody
2: down, down or yeah. being dicked down, getting dicked down in a hobbit hole.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> like my man came all over this building. She's on top of Mountain Doom, just getting it. She's up there lighting the towers for Minas Tirith. I just
2: getting uh, rocked. Minas- oh my god, she pulled a Minas Tirith. Uh, what? But uh, the- riders the- of Gondor.
1: Well, he was riding her like she was Gondor. That-
2: <laughs> hey, hey, guess what? What that man got Rohan.
1: Oh, yeah, Rohan well, job. Got, he she gave she gave him the old Rohan reach around. Um, oh, well, that was good. <laughs> no this is so this is super this is super cute because i uh my grandfather is 84 years old yeah 84 years old um his wife passed away in 2009 when he was what is that what's the math work out to there 72 um and i he i remember when he started dating um And he, he came over to my dad's house and was like, boys now granddaddy six foot four Vietnam, uh, flew OV one Mohawks for the army. He was a major shot down twice has 23 army air medals, uh, has two different purple hearts. He has a bronze star. He has a silver star and a couple of those have valor on him. Uh, and it was like watching a 16 year old boy say i got a girlfriend for the first time and it was the cutest thing ever and yes grown ass men can say cute so like good on her this is i'm i'm so happy that something like this like we're finding we're finding something good we're finding the silver lining plays oh, book brutal I love that movie. All right, Cody's got good news story number two um, because he mentioned the Navy SEALs. We have, I can't believe this
0: didn't get can- I can't believe this didn't get shit canned.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no. why not? Uh, so because he mentioned uh, you the got Navy SEALs, Navy
2: SEALs, and you said they're not canceled. Uh,
1: and Aaron is and Aaron is a huge fan of the Navy SEALs yeah, because Aaron thinks they're pussies. So it's really funny because there's a pussy rescued by the Thai Navy.
0: Yeah, I don't know if there's seals. But I mean, yeah, so I'm pretty sure the same team that rescued all those boys from the pedophile in that cave in Thailand or whatever Elon Musk was talking about also rescued four kittens from a sinking ship. I didn't so,
2: see that. Are you serious?
0: No, oh, it's yeah. So so this yeah, they did like a little check on this ship, like it's sinking, so like it's a all right, we got to look for an oil spill. Well, up there on the the swab deck or Whatever the fuck you want to call it, there's just you know four little kittens, and uh, the, this naval officer the in Thailand deck. just stripped down and rescued kittens. Like there's these great shots of them like riding on the back of his um, his life jacket as he's paddling.
1: Oh my god! This this ship is not like sinking. This ship is on its side. We're yeah. talking like it's fifty. It's called is, listing. Okay, it is listed because it is fifty percent underwater on its side. Um, is completely horizontal, and this dude is putting kittens on the back of his life jacket and swimming these things back to his boat. You know what, man? I got something to say about this. Fuck you.
3: Wait, which kittens? One? Fuck
2: you for to be for being so fucking nice, <laughs> <laughs> so, for being so fucking cool. You saved a worthless animal that's gonna look at you and be bored looking at you. You piece of shit. Thanks. i hope he gets to keep, get to keep yeah, you all know of them. What? You know what, pal? Fuck
1: you. I apologize to all of our listeners cuz Aaron is not saying this into the microphone so I'm going to have to adjust audio levels on this, but No one fuck
3: him, dude. Like Yeah. It's just dude, a nice he's, guy. You can scream he into did, the microphone. You just know that he's going back clip. to
0: Bangkok and just getting the pick God, of the lady boys. Damn it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Like he's a national hero. Like he's not paying for whatever hole they have. I don't know.
1: Well, I think you get I think you get the amount of pussy that you rescued.
0: Four. So four.
1: <laughs> In port, right? Yeah. I'm not, be, I'm not being crude here. I mean we're rescuing pussy cats. Yeah, he gets
0: four. He gets four.
1: <laughs> Am I being crude? Am I saying this wrong? I think I'm using it correctly.
0: No, yeah, that's that, that, that's naval code, I believe, maritime law. <laughs>
2: my head was rushing I just got mad because this dude did something genuinely nice
0: there's been some good stuff no one told him to do it he's like I gotta get those cats and he
1: did it's pretty cool Uh,
0: next week there'll be a dog that's too fat to run and then he loses weight
1: it actually really bothers me that his uh, service shirt says Royal Thai Navy in English on it
0: It should be, well, I mean, if it's not in English, then we couldn't read it.
1: It should be in Taiwanese, but.
0: Taiwanese?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Is that, wait, the language of Thailand is Taiwanese? No. What? <laughs> I think it's Thai. Uh,
1: Taiwanese people. So I have to imagine like the, is is a participle of it? Oh, this is Thailand. So, the yeah, yeah. So, the language, it, it's the Thai language, but it should be written in Taiwanese, right? Oh, so Taiwanese Mandarin, Taiwanese Hokkien are the two languages. Yeah. So, you're calling it Taiwanese.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm not looking it up. I'm just going to
1: address it. No, you I'm, lo- I'm, just, I'm
3: looking I'm at it. Was, I'm looking well, at cause it. Well, it's
0: like, right I here. guess in Taiwan, they don't speak Taiwanese either. They speak Mandarin.
1: They speak Taiwanese Mandarin. What the fuck? Yeah, or they speak Taiwanese Hoken, uh, Hokkien, H O K K I E N.
0: You've been hanging out with Crim too much. This sounds like this sounds like anime.
1: No, no, no. He's from he's from Guam, and it's not, yeah, but it's not Guamamese he, apparently. Because I used to. He's like, oh, from Guam. And I was like, oh, you're, you're like Guamamese or Guamamian or Manians. Guamanian. And there's I forget what you.
0: He, they are Guamamaniacs
1: yeah there's there's a word for it and he told me and i just choose to uh at chamorro is the name of the people there hmm. um this the rocky it's chamorro but i was always just fuck with him i was like yeah you're you're guamaminian or guamamese or you're a guamamite, <laughs> guam-a-mite. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right so before we make fun of more uh pacific islander cultures uh we're gonna we're gonna get on out of here so uh Find us on <laughs> all the finest social medias where we are the Drunk Week. Well, no, not the damn it, I fucked it up already. We are just nope, don't even say that. We are Drunk Week and Review
1: at gmail.com, at
0: gmail.com, follow me. on Instagram, Twitter. We are DWIR Podcast, which probably people find that as they want advice on how to get out of a DWI. Oh, so that's gonna be fun. That's a good one. I didn't even
3: think about that.
1: I tried to. So do, we might
0: get we might get some crossover traffic.
1: I tried to do Drunk Week in Review, and that was too long. I tried to do Drunk Week. What did I try to do? I I changed it like four different times. And it was too. So I tried to do at DWIR, and your Twitter handle can't be shor, uh, four characters or shorter. I tried to do Drunk Week in Review, but that was too long. And I tried to do something. I think drunk. I think I tried to do drunk week, like the letter in review. And that was still too long. So it's DWIR podcast. Um, I like it. It's good. It's strong, bold, zesty. Shout out to my buddy, uh, Aaron on Twitch at uh, the fallen deity and on Instagram at the dot fallen dot deity.
0: Yeah. And so next week, Two out of three of us will be recording from Fayetteville, North Carolina.
1: Vietnam, baby, Vietnam.
0: We're gonna drink. North. We're gonna go to a field, get tobacco straight from the source. We're gonna smoke it, then we're gonna drink North Carolinian beer, which probably is Yingling, I imagine.
1: No, no, we're in like the land. Unless we go over to Asheville, there's tons of breweries in the area, so we're gonna drink. Yeah, Aaron's giving me some weird looks. There's a shit ton of breweries in the Aaron, er, area now, Aaron. So we're going to go out for uh, – I'm going to pick Cody up Friday. We're going to go eat. I found a place, Cody, that does um, – they do uh, Yucatans. They're saying they do Yucatan-style tacos. And oh, okay. It's, and it's a tequila house.
3: Oh,
0: like this. I like so this. So we're going to go
1: hit that up, and then there we're going to go over to the Hop House in Raleigh. Hop. And we're gonna go drink just walls of beers over there, and then Saturday we're gonna go it through. Pup. We're gonna go for a run, and then I imagine the rest of Saturday is gonna be drinking, and then Sunday brunch drinking, and then we're gonna record, and then I've got to take him back to the airport at one on Monday.
0: It's gonna be good.
1: It'll and be fun.
0: Maz and Cawthorn.
1: is it Cawthorn? Cawthorn. Yeah.
0: Cal, yeah. Calthorn. Ma- Calthorn. Maddie C. I'll see you next weekend.
1: But I'm until a, then, I'm
0: disappointed.
2: I've got a lot of FOMO going on. Go ahead, I Cody. Know.
0: I'm sorry. My wife's pregnant. I, I can't go in April. She's having a baby shower. <laughs> but until then, good night. And we love you. Uh I heard it on Mayberry Street is a book that you can no longer buy, and we're all better off for that. It sucks.